pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. 18-yard box is wall-free. This is my three subs podcast, a soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. We have much to talk about today, and I think we're going to be able to get it in in a relatively normal period of time, but it's really not the volume, it's just the variety that we have. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about from outdoor to indoor to national to everywhere. Yeah, a little bit of this and that, and we'll make sure we've got it covered, whether it's 901 FC, whether it's the Memphis Americans, or if it's World Cup qualifying. And of course, our guest this week, as we're inching closer and closer to the first day of practice, Memphis 901 FC head coach Ben Pearman joins us uh, in just a few moments. We'll get a preview of 2021 and... Uh, 2022. 2022. Oh, yes, that's correct. I'm I, sorry. I still have my mind on the playoffs. I'm the guy who can't figure out what day it is. It is... Febtober. It is recording day for my three subs. <laughs> I'm ready, I think. We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studios. This is my three subs, a soccer odyssey. I love talking soccer, but I also love talking about real estate, too. And, and people ask me about both a lot. And one of the big questions I get in real estate is, how's the housing market? The housing market looks great. And really, it all comes down to when is the time right for you? If you're ready to make your move, give me a call. Tim Van Horn at Cry Like Realtors. 901-756-8900 is my office number. Brody, can I give him my cell number? Oh, I can? Okay. 901 901- Two six two five thousand. That's my cell phone. You can also go to my website, timvanhorn.com. I can help you with your move around the block, around the city, around the state, and even around the world, too. I have a network of relocation certified agents just ready to help you. They are dying for your business, and I can put you in touch with those. All it takes is pick up the phone, give me a call. 901-756-8900. That's my office number. You can call me at my cell, 901-262-5000. Or just go online. Check me out at timvanhorn.com. That's timvanhorn.com with Cry Like Realtors. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. All right, very exciting. We are about six weeks away from kickoff, and joining me today is the head coach of the Memphis 901 FC team, which made the USL Championship playoffs last year. He's back to do it again in 2022. Head coach Ben Pierman joins me now. Ben, happy new year. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. How are you? I- I'm doing I'm doing really well. I'm looking at the calendar. I know last year the season started almost in summertime. You got to be just days away, I would think, until guys start showing up in town for the new season. Yeah, we, uh, you know, with the new collective bargaining agreement with the league, um, you know, the the league starts full go on February 1st. Um, so the players and the staff and everybody will be ready for then. And then we're going to start training on the second. Um, we've got a nice preseason match fixture list, which we're really excited about. Very, very demanding, very tough. And then uh, all go getting prepared for, for a tough Pittsburgh team on the 12th of March and hopefully get this place rocking and be able to start us off with three points. Wow, Pittsburgh. It's been a minute since they've they've come to town. That's exciting. And we'll have to get to a schedule because there's some there's the, the fixture list is pretty darn exciting for 2022. But it's been it's like we blinked at the end of the season and then came Thanksgiving, Christmas and the new year. And we're, we're getting ready to go. So let's just go back to the end and just kind of put a bow on 2021. Uh, congratulations. 50 points. First playoff appearance. Team didn't give up. You scored a goal late to make 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 that interesting toward the end. You know what? What were your final thoughts on 2021 and 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 heading into this new year? You know, 2021 was a great year um, for the for the club, for the team, for the players, for the staff, for the supporters, everybody involved. Um, you know, 2020 was a, a a really tough year, both on and off the pitch, um, for everybody across the world. And we, you know, we had a very weird and long off season, tough preparations. And we just focused on the tasks at hand. And, um, you know, we're obviously going to have to do that again in 2022 and probably even have a little bit of a target on our back. But um, 2021 was an incredible year, great performances, 
um, individually as the team. You mentioned 50 points, incredible feat to get into the playoffs. Um, you know, that's a goal again for ours, which will be even tougher this year with only seven teams making the playoffs. So, you know, we're, 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 we're continuing to try to move that needle forward. Um, you know, where we want to make ourselves a destination in this league where free agents and players look at Memphis 901 FC and say, that's the club I want to be at. That's the club I want to represent. Those are the supporters I want to play for. So we've got a long ways to go, but we're continuing to push on and we're really excited to get going for 2022. Before we get to the additions, and, and there's been several additions, I can't go on without mentioning the fact that you lost 20 plus goal scorer. Kyle Murphy, you lost Mark Segber. So you lost your, the team's all-time leading goal scorer. You lost, you know, multiple-time league team of the week player in Mark Segbers. Uh, but uh, while that has hurt, um, in all fairness, if you flip the other side of the coin, there's no way of knowing when you signed Kyle Murphy a year ago that he was going to bang in 21 goals. It, it's almost like, well, Okay, we lost our goal scorer. Let's just try to find that diamond in the rough and put him in places to succeed. I guess what you know. Tell us about you know about losing Murphy and Segbers, but also looking ahead to to this year in the prospects. Yeah, you know, like we we referenced um, last year's off season was very difficult time for a lot of people. So, um, you know, the, the the contracts were very unique the way we built them out last year, and um, you know, last summer by by June, um, you know, we we really started putting offers out to players to resign them. We've already got five guys set to return, um, and maybe potential more. Uh, you know, with potential announcements coming up, but, you know, no doubt about it. We lost Mark Segbers, um, who for me, for my money is the best defender in USL. Um, and, and we lost Kyle Murphy, who, you know, was, was set to, um, you know, maybe even step away from football. Maybe it wasn't on his cards. And we said, look, take a chance on our club. We'll take a chance on you. He rewarded us, um, you know, and now he's, he's moved on for, uh, you know, a better situation for him and his family. But like you mentioned, you know, that that's, that's football and that's business. Um, you know, part of what we've wanted to do is, um, you know, really, really create more and more stability with this football club going forward so that, you know, whether it's next year, five years, 10 years, 50 years down the line, um, it's, it's a better place than, than when I got here. I always want to leave something better when I, when I depart than when I received it. So, you know, yep, you're hundred percent right. You know, we've, we've signed, we went out and we got our number one free agent target, Philip Goodrum, um, you know, as a striker that we want to, to replace and identify to score goals. Um, you know, Reese Buckmaster at a right back, um, you know, played for us in 2020 was fantastic, played every single minute when he was here, um, you know, and, and, and look, and it's not just those two positions. We've, we've gone out, we've identified players that we really want to fit our culture, fit our identity, which is high character, high energy, um, bought in for this club, bought in for this community, guys that really want to put out all the rest of the noise, um, you know, and go, go to battle and go, go for three points each weekend and get into the playoffs and go from there. You know, we're really excited about a player um, center midfielder named Aaron Malloy coming from forward Madison. He's the first player um, in club, in, in, in club history that we've, you know, made a purchase for, um, you know, and, and we really, uh, we think the business there was spot on. We think I, for my money, he was the best player in all league one. Um, you know, he fits our identity. He's going to be one that our supporters can really get around. You know, um, we got we got the returning players, as we've mentioned, John Berner, Leston Paul, the OG from day one. You know, we're, we're thrilled about him. The captain, he kind of speaks for himself. Zach Carroll's coming into his third year. Um, you know, Laurent Kissiedu, um, you know, again, I, I believe he's, he's so that's how you pronounce his name. I was I've been wondering yeah. all season. OK, now I finally know I've only butchered it for a full year. Great. Yeah, he's for me, I, I I reckon he's one of the top midfielders in this league. And I think at 22 last year, he showed a lot of good things. Um, and I think for this year, um, he'll have a target on his back. He's he's he had so many offers and all these things. And we're, we're great. He committed back to us for the season. Um, you know, I would anticipate that he'll continue to have other teams want to try to get him throughout his career. And we're excited about him and those returners, you know, and then, and then the new players that we've signed, we, we think we got one of the best free agent left backs in all of USL and really in North America, Patrick Segris, 
Um, you know, we acquired Niall Logue full time, which is another returner, but but had to have a transaction there. And we were really excited about that. Well, he was a plug and play defender, was I mean, he jumped right in and fit right in perfectly. Yeah, last season. He, he came in. He came in and outside of, uh, I believe, one match where he was hurt, um, you know, played every single minute basically since he arrived. You know, we, we mentioned Reese Buckmaster coming back. This will be his second go with us. Very excited. You know, in, 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 um, you know, it didn't matter if Mark Segbers was coming back or not. We, we identified Reese straight away early on that we wanted him. Um, we haven't announced it yet, but we've, we've signed a player from, from college in our closed, closed trial that um, we're really excited about and beat some other teams to the punch there. Um, you know, Chris Allen out of Atlanta United is going to be a good player. He'll be sure. mid mid February off of his surgery, but. And you got um, Goodrum off of ATL too, right? Yep. Philip Goodrum was with both the first and second teams for Atlanta. Um, you know, he's a good player. He's, he's a player that can really um, with his aggressiveness and some of his physical skill sets can put himself about and hopefully within our system, as we continue to fill out the roster, he can, he can thrive. And then, you know, the other player for us that I haven't mentioned is, is, is Devin Boyce, um, yeah. you know, two time two he was a all league player out of Omaha where they won the league one title. So, you know, he's bringing a pedigree of, of winning. He's bringing a pedigree of high level performance. And then obviously for us, from, from the business side of things, making it fit within budgets, not just making it fit within budgets, but making it fit within personalities and philosophies. We want people that, that want to be here. You know, there's probably a lot of players that we could have gone for um, that we didn't deem a good fit. So we've still got a little bit of ways to go. Um, You know, we, we definitely want to add, another striker and another attacking prowess, um, from the wide areas. Um, but you know, we're getting really excited a week, a week from tomorrow, we'll be training and, and working hard and then pushing on, um, for our preseason matches from there. That's, that's pretty incredible. Ben, uh, looking back a year ago, how are you different? How are things different for you? Because, you know, it wasn't too far beyond a year ago. We were sitting around the lunch table and you were hoping to have this job. Now you've got the job and you're coming off of a playoff run. How are you different and how are things different in preparation? Well, you know, it's the more things change, more things kind of always say the same. Um, you know, I'm still the same person. Um, you know, I'm one year further along with experiences and growth and development. Um, I'm also, I also view it. I'm one year further along being able to, to serve this club and serve this community, which is very important to me. You know, what are you better at compared to a year ago? Do you think, um, I don't know if I'm better at anything. I think, I think one thing that I do very well is we, we have very candid communication with our players. We set expectations, um, you know, and I learned last year that I, I had to improve in a couple of those areas. You know, I think from a tactical standpoint, we have our identity, we have how we like to play, um, you know, but we also need to be flexible there. We've spent a lot of time this off season trying to grow and learn and develop, whether that's new systems, whether that's new philosophies or, or improving some of the things that we, we, we've already done relatively well for, for me, from a tactical standpoint, a game model, we want to improve, um, some of our just fundamental possession. You know, we, we made a huge jump in the second half of the season in passing completion percentage. Um, we were up towards the top of the league and shots, chances created goals scored. So we, we were there, so we don't want to change things too much, but that that's an area where we identified as a club and as a team and on the pitch that we really need to improve those things. So that's where I've had to improve, um, you know, making sure both in preparation and training models, but also whether it's players we recruit um, and really from a holistic point of view, making sure we're dialed in in all those facets. As as you look at last year's statistics, you, you got to be wild at the second half, and, and 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 it all it's not just the numbers, but I mean it, the team passed the eye test last year. They were fun to watch, they were enjoyable to watch, and I think from a culture standpoint, they shook off that we just conceded a goal. Oh my gosh, here we go again. We're screwed to. Okay, we've conceded. How are we going to get this back and then some? Where did that where did that come from? Because it seemed like early in the season we started to see time and it happened one time and then again, it almost felt like it was contagious, like the belief was sewn in in the first third of the season. And then from then on, it was not a question of if making the playoffs, but how high could you go in the seedings? 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways to look at that. I think the first way is, as you look at the beginning of the season, we go to Birmingham, tough game. We go to Atlanta, we blow a 2-1 lead in the 94th minute up a man. And it's like, oh, here we go again type thing. Um, you know, and then we go to Indy 11 with some kids and no subs. And we, 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 we really come out with a much deserved victory. So, um, you know, part of that is just belief going through those experiences. We can talk in the locker room, we can do film, we can train, um, but until you've suffered together, until you've gone to battle with each other, um, you know, those experiences are just talk. And that was, that was part of it. I even remember a game we tied on the road at Indy 11, our players were ticked. They felt like we should have won the match. They felt like we've done enough. And I said, look, you should be ticked. We, we, we need to come away with all three points there um, and let this be a learning experience. So, you know, and then part of it is, look, it's, this is on, this is on the players. The, the credit goes to them that, you know, we're down two to one in injury time against Birmingham. And we not only get a point, we get all three points. You know, I think about the Tulsa game towards the end of the season at home. Um, for me, best match, top two, three matches we played all season long. And we went down on a penalty seven minutes in. So, you know, we could have very easily packed it up and said, oh, it's not today or unlucky or we're playing great. Um, but yes, there's there's the concept of belief, determination. And that's something that takes time that we're going to have to rebuild the, the chemistry and the camaraderie again. You know, we only have a certain amount of guys returning and those guys are going to be relied upon to be huge um, core guys to help push this club, but everybody's kind of going into this, this season, everybody's starting up last week, this week or next week in training, everybody's kicking off that, that March 12th weekend. Um, you know, but for us, we, we want to make sure we're prepared. It's 34 matches, you know, one match doesn't set the tone one, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, you know, we, we have to be well-balanced and we have to be consistent every single day. We have to get better. And if we're not, then we're letting ourselves down. And if we are, I think we'll be a pretty solid team and push on from there. How are the standings set up for 2022, Ben? I know last year you had multiple divisions within the conference. Is each conference going back to a single table? And if so, how do you get into the playoffs? Yeah. So this year, everybody, it'll go back to the traditional East and West conference. Um, our conference, the Eastern conference will have 14 teams. So we'll play the 13 opponents twice for 26 matches, and then we'll play four home and four away against um, eight crossover to the West. So um, out of those 14 teams, seven will make the playoffs. The number one seed will get a bye, and then everybody else will play a quarterfinal match. So it's pretty tough. Um, you know, we reduced from eight teams last year down to down to seven. Um, you know, a goal of ours is still to try to get um, 1.5 points per match. You know, if we're sure. if we're winning home games and we can get some results on the road um, or any any combination of, of that to, to get ourselves above that line of being in the top seven. That's that's undoubtedly the goal. That's that's exactly what we um, want to achieve. And then we go from there. The second piece is, is obviously now we're only playing opponents twice. Um, you know, last year we played teams four times and I think, you know, not just my opinion, but if you look at the data, we were one of the top two or three teams in the league of, of trending upwards against repeat opponents. So we're not going to have that this year, which in my opinion makes it a little bit more difficult for us in the way we operate. We're going to have to really be focused on head to head matches. We got to win home games and we've got to be really tough on the road. So, but you know, we're all in the same boat, every single team, whether you're, um, you know, Orange County, the champion who we, we, you know, of course we get to play them on the road. Why wouldn't we? So, well, of, co of course, you know, <laughs> you know, we, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody's in the same boat. Orange County have zero points. Vegas have zero points. Monterey, the new team and Detroit, the new teams have zero points. We have zero points. Um, and then we well, 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 you can't just gloss past Detroit City FC. Hang on a second, Ben. Now, I know that you have a history with them and you're part of their rich history. You are Memphis 901 FC's coach. You are the guy that has led us to the promised land of the playoffs and can take us beyond. But on a personal note, I, are, are you are you excited at the fact that Detroit City is moving from NISA into uh, USL Championship and 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 see how their fans react to that? What what are your thoughts on Detroit City? Yeah, you know, there's there's twofold, right? The first one is obviously through the lens of Memphis 901 FC um, and everything we do as a club and a community, and I think anytime our league is growing and, and clubs are coming in and 
Um, you know, there's diversity, there's new cities, there's new competition. I think that's a positive. Um, you know, Detroit City is a massive, massive club with a great supporter following. Um, you know, so that's even better for the league. Now, personally, through my own, my own, excuse me, through my own lenses, um, you know, I loved working at Detroit City. It was home for me for six years, being the head coach there. Um, I was born in the city. I'm from there. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of great things, the ties that I have to, to that club and the the people that I got to work with and the supporters, um, you know, but it's also, I'm not, I'm not thrilled to go play them twice because that'll be, uh, you know, it, it'll be, uh, you know, a little bit mixed bag, you know, because look, when the kickoff starts, we, we, we hate each other. We don't, there's no hate in football, but sure. you know, it's, we, we got nothing but resentment towards them for 90 minutes, even though, um, you know, big picture, I do appreciate the club. I wouldn't be here today without for them and the, the people that gave me those opportunities, um, you know, and then obviously the natural nerves, you know, you want to win every match. Now you're going on the road, you're playing against familiar club, but um, you know, for me, it's, there, there, there's two out of those 34 matches are against that club. The other right. 32 matches are equally as important. Um, but, you know, for them and our club and their club and for our league, I do think it's massive positives, um, you know, and I think anything to continue to help our league um, be bigger and stronger, whether that's player sales, new teams coming in, you name it, I think is really, really good for football for our league, but also in this country. What's it like to work for Tim Howard? Uh, we see him every weekend on NBC Sports. We know he's your sporting director and that he knows a lot of people in the game. What does it mean to be able to work with a guy who who probably takes calls but also can make calls uh, and and help with the networking? H- has that been an asset for you here in the in, in as you head into your second season? Oh yeah, I mean there's there's twofold. There's there's um, you know, look we got to be honest, director, Tim Howard, he's a massive name in this sport, not just in our country, but all over the world, on television, you name it. Um, what people from, from the outside looking in probably don't realize is like how kind and genuine of a human being he is. Um, he's very cerebral, very calm, very patient as you would maybe, or maybe not expect, you know, he's seen everything in this sport. So, you know, anything that pops up, he has a life experience there. So, you know, he treats us very well. He treats us like gold. We're very fortunate. And then the second piece is from, from just the business side of things, you're, you're spot on his connections, his visions. He's very intelligent, very, um, he's very sharp. He understands the sport. He understands how things should operate. You know, just last week we were doing a recruitment call and, um, you know, one of the players is he's speaking to, he said, look, you know, how about I, uh, how about I call Didier Drogba and speak to him directly for you? I don't really know if there's a lot of people out there that, that can, can have that conversation. Um, but I also know that it's genuine. He's not just doing that to say that he's not just doing that to, to, you know, throw some things out there. He, you know, when we're w- w- with our club, um, we want us to be a family. We want us to be a club that yes, we do good business and we're hard and tough on the pitch and we go for results, but we want players to enjoy not just their football. We want players to enjoy their lives. And, and that's something that really stems from, from director Howard on down, you know, I'd, I'd be remiss to say, not say that. So, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. It's exciting. Um, you know, he's, he's very knowledgeable speaking of things on how I can get better and learn when he's around and he's speaking. Um, I just try to be like a sponge and absorb as much as possible because it's impossible, um, you know, not to learn from, from a guy like him, but he treats us great. He's very knowledgeable and, you know, we're, we're thrilled and honored to obviously be able to have him as a resource. How's your dad Wayne doing? Uh, last time I spoke with him, we ran out of bandwidth because I asked him two questions and I, I love your dad because he's got a great story about everything and he is such a great ambassador for the sport and can't wait for him to get back to Memphis. How's, how, how's Papa Wayne been doing over the holidays and into the new year? Yeah, he's doing great. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's snowboarding it down in, down in Phoenix, for a few months, but he, he can't wait to get back here. I know he loves you. He loves, he loves our club. He loves supporting us. He loves the games. He loves chatting anybody that'll listen. So, but he's, he's doing well. And, you know, to be honest, he's, he's one of our um, biggest supporters. And for me personally, he's, he's probably my biggest supporter outside of my wife. So, you know, I'm, I'm obviously thrilled to, to have him, but he's, he's doing great. Who do you talk tactics more with your dad or Tim Howard? 
Ooh, tough question, Ben. Uh, Be careful. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, my 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 dad probably a little bit less tactics, uh, more just straight into the black and white of, um, you know, I didn't do a good job coaching or the players or this or the opponents or the referees. But, uh, you know, I have a lot of tactical conversations with a lot of different people around, um, you know, and those two are definitely no different. Right. And uh, I, I see the announcements coming out every few days. Uh, it's safe to assume that we're going to have several more announcements and, and you're going to have a, a pretty good size roster heading into camp. Yeah, we've got we I know we have at least one more player that is signed that we have to announce. Um, and then we've got a couple that we're finalizing a few details on. Um, you know, I like to keep a smaller squad somewhere between 18 and 20 field players. Um, and then as we get to the mid season, if we had to add from there injuries, knock on wood, stuff like that happens, um, you know, and then three, usually right around three goalkeepers again, depending on injuries and all sure. that. But, um, yeah, we're, we're right now we're at, um, 13 signed. Um, my anticipation is by the start of next week's preseason, that'll be up. Um, a couple, probably closer to 14 or 15 field players. Um, and then we go from there, finalizing the roster. We definitely have trialists coming in. Um, you know, we have, we have contract offers out. We have all that type of business that, that kind of goes behind the scenes that to get things done, but we're in a good spot. We're not in a great spot. We're in a very good spot. We're prepared. We're organized. Um, you know, but one thing that has been very speaking of things that I needed to learn and all this is that patience really is, um, key here in this game for us, you know, the way we, we operate and do business in our budgets. We have to be patient to get players that we want and not settle for players that um, don't fit, fit our system and fit our culture. Are you, are you going to be bringing in any Academy youngsters uh, to train alongside you guys for a second season? I know you had, you had, I think four last year and at least three of them actually saw uh, match time in the USL championship. What are your, what are you planning on Academy wise, if anything for 22? Yep. We should have those players announced soon. Um, you know, fully con you know, signed to Academy contracts where they sure. keep their amateurism and stuff, but they're first team contracted players. Um, we should have about four there, you know, the, the, the one bright spot there who I really rate, um, you know, Max Talley, he's a young, young player, central midfielder, but he played two games at the end of the season. He played about 15 minutes at Louisville and about 30 minutes um, in our last match of the season at home against Indy 11. And I thought he was going to um, score. Why didn't he shoot, Ben? Why didn't yeah, he shoot? He's too unselfish. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, those are things that, um, you know, turn them from kids to men, you know, he's going to be a very big part of our preseason, um, a very big part of our preseason, you know, and, and I, I anticipate some of those younger guys really taking steps forward to me. If you, you know, anybody who hasn't lived under a rock, the model right now in this country and across the world, but you know, we're, we're, we are probably, you know, we're the number one country in the world right now for playing youth kids in the top five leagues in in Europe. So, um, you know, if that doesn't say anything that there are a ton of good players in this country and if the European top five leagues can take chances on them, then, you know, definitely we can in USL. So they're all local kids. We haven't imported anybody. We're not bringing somebody in from L.A. or, you know, Seattle or anything. They're all Memphians. Um, they're proud of this city and this club. And we hope that we can someday make a big sale or, or push somebody on, um, you know, to, to bigger, and better things. But for right now, they're going to be really um, integral in our season and helping us shape, shape things out this year. That's terrific. And folks can find out more ticket information, find out more roster information at Memphis901FC.com. The weather's cold. It's going to be warming up, but you can probably find a, a good hoodie or a jacket there, too. Again, that's at Memphis901FC.com. Ben, thanks for being so generous with your time. Congratulations on your su successes from 2021. And hopefully you uh, can build on that. And very excited that we're actually going to be starting sooner rather than later. So, so no time for pats on the back. It's go time, man. Yeah, we're ready. Thank you for having me on. Anytime you ever need anything, you just let us know. Sounds good. Tell everybody we said hello downtown. We appreciate it, Ben. Thanks again. And that takes us to the half. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. The heart of Memphis has always been full of song. Every walk of life represented in the way Memphians know best. From the established to the current to the rising stars, hear their story and their music on the Memphis Reverb podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
Just search Memphis Reverb. There's the whistle. Second half, my three subs action from the Center Circle Studios. I like the optimism in Ben's voice because we made a point within that interview that, yes, you lost Mark Segbers, multi-time league team of the week player, and then, of course, your all-time leading scorer far and away, Kyle Murphy. But this time last year, you had no idea that Kyle Murphy would give you anywhere near that True. production. We thought maybe, you know, hey, five, six, seven goals, maybe ten. We'll be happy. Would, we'll be happy. Yeah, it would be great. We didn't know his score, you know, nearly two dozen <laughs> in a season. So... Ben just needs to go out and do what he did last year, and that is milk every ounce of talent out of the roster that he's given. You know, it's it's so funny. Ben Pierman is the guy who can literally make something out of nothing, much to do about nothing, it seems like, and he does it really, really well, and which is why, you know, Detroit City, you know, you, you he has to has that coming up now, and it's, it's things like that that, quite honestly, you sit back and look at it and go, I'm glad he's at our home. You know, I'm glad he stayed home. Well, his new home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and he's, he's doing it for us, you know. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting uh, matchup with Detroit City since past will then meet present. But also kicking off the season with Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's been a minute since we played them. That's always been a physical game. Bob Lilly has his team ready. And we've always had just a bear of a time with them, but maybe this is a different era. I always love to say, you know, Memphis is the Pittsburgh of the South. Both blue collar cities, grit grind, both, you know, and the, the mentality is true with our sports teams. I think, yeah, we're, we're in for a knockout drag out. Also, uh, I want to take, I want to know what you think about our signees. Buckmaster returning to the squad. We've got, you know, a couple returning faces to 901 FC. And I know we're talking about outdoor and we're going to get to indoor in a second. But yeah, I think with Reese, you bring in one of the best players from that, that abbreviated weird 2020 season because he was brought in during the time of the shutdown. Yeah. And then he finished out the season. I thought, I thought he was a shining spot on, on, on the uh, club. And I think he brings a lot of welcome speed and determination on the wing uh, at at, uh, huh. at probably going to be I think maybe right back because I mm-hmm. think he was forced over to left back mm-hmm. when Segbers was here uh, so it'll be interesting to see where exactly he's put if he's on the left side or on the right side but I think he's going to be super helpful for the club also bringing in Chris Allen's going to be good also bringing yeah. up some more talent from League One uh, from a proving ground which is work which is nice because that's what you want USL one to be is yeah is you be able to grab the best of the best as a proving ground bring them up to the championship and uh, see if they can sink or swim here and oftentimes you're seeing uh, the level of play close enough that they can swim you talk Talked about goal scorers, uh, you know, he did it in League One, so why wouldn't he do it here? You know, and so uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I, that's going to be good. Looking forward to that, and also the fact that the season starts in March rather than May. <laughs> right. It's, it's well, you know, the chilly time in March, but you know, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's I love, fine. I love going to again. I can celebrate my my birthday and my kid's birthday with a soccer game. Yes, you abs- absolutely you can. That's and uh, just around the corner, go to Memphis901FC.com for ticket information for sure. In the interim, though, and and uh, a, over the next couple of months, Memphis American Soccer has you you've taken the family to a game. Yeah. Uh, impression, uh, love it. And as my oldest put it, it's a hockey game. It's a soccer hockey game. Yeah. You know, because um, it's fast. It's fast. It's fun. And more importantly, we win, <laughs> which is always a plus. The structure of the team, the organization of the men's and the women's team. Yeah. You can watch and you can pick up very quickly that this is a team that was first built not on speed, mm-hmm. but on discipline, mm-hmm. on, on being able to make those line changes and also being at the right place at the right time. This isn't a bang it off the wall, let's go chase it down 50-50 thing. Right, which would have been, you know, kind of my mentality going into the season, how they would have come out with this. Okay, well, let's bank it off the boards, much like you do in hockey. You know, put it down deep and go chase it. But when they do, everything is done for a specific reason. It's weird how that works out. Now, the other thing that I want to bring up is I was kind of worried about our women's club. Just, you know, putting all the cards on the table. I was kind of worried about our women's 
squad, uh, dropping that first game and uh, taking a couple games in overtime. I was thinking, oh boy, you know, is did, did they get figured out? You know, was was the scheme figured out, and was it being replicated by other squads, namely in Columbus or uh, yeah, Columbus? Um, you know, but they seem to pick up a new wind. <laughs> I think part of it is the fact that that was a confidence builder going on the road. First of all, lesson mm. learned. Mm. But you also had, you got to remember too in that loss, they all, they did not have a one-for-one one mm. substitute pattern. You didn't have as many subs as you did on the field. You had a total, I believe, of a, you had a total of 10 players. So that means a goalkeeper, your five field players. So there's six. And then you only have four subs, which means you can't make a complete line change at once. You yeah. have to stagger that. And somebody's having to suck it up and play a shift and a half or double, double shift triple, yeah. to be able to do that and that catches up with you in a cumulative effect as the match goes on mm. they took it to a shootout they lost in the shootout but then they came back and uh, swiped one in overtime but to come back sleep in your own bed yeah. have a full roster and you saw Stacy Murray Owers who was added to the squad fantastic player to go with Kelsey Keown yeah. uh, and Ashlyn Jones and of course uh, the, the roster itself has been stacked with solid disciplined mm-hmm. talent mm-hmm. and it, they've been very fun to watch and because of that they're sitting on top of the women's division right now they're sitting at four and one Rome is right behind them though at three and one but don't count out Fayetteville Fury and Columbus Rapids they've both scratched out a win but I think the the closest competitor is going to be the Rome Gladiators and they'll yeah. be coming back to town soon and uh <sighs> Jeez Louise, I, it's just been fun to watch on the women's side. I, I want to know how it is to call the matches because it's uh, it's fun to watch. And you do a fantastic job with, uh, of course, uh, Jeff Brightwell as uh, your your play-by-play and, and everything like that. So why, hearing you two, uh, of course, you can watch every match on YouTube. Uh, but hearing you two, it seems like it's fun. <laughs> oh, it's it's been an absolute blast. And and for, for, for Jeff and me... Knowing that the matches move very quickly mm-hmm. it is is great because you only get the stoppages of play if there's a goal, a penalty, yeah. uh, or the end of the half coming up like the final minute. So the action always moves, and we're sitting at the if you ha- if you've been to Lander Center and you can't find us, we're at the very very <laughs> literally very top of two eighteen. Yeah. Uh, you pass St. Peter, go up four more rows, right. and you find us up there. But we're able to see the action really from a unique view mm-hmm. without it, without it being cluttered you know with all the players in the box we can kind of pick out everything what's going on and it's you know having a coach have the philosophy that he has of everything has a reason you're able to kind of see that from afar Mm -hmm. and it makes I think for a better broadcast when you have uh, a a team like this because they're going to take their time and they're going to make those substitutions Mm -hmm. uh, and hold on to the ball this is not always a breakneck speed you move fast when you can catch the other team off guard but you move slowly so that you limit your mistakes Corey Adamson has put together a squad of course on the men's side by the way I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how awesome Carly Banks is right. for the Rome Gladiator. She was a monster. She put four in against Memphis here when they were in town last time. Terrific goal scorer. Of course, yeah. Kristen Sparks, let's mention her. I know she's not the Sparky. leading goal scorer, but her goals have come with her back to the goal. The back, <laughs> then the one she nodded in with about 16 seconds left yeah. in, in one match. And then in this last matchup against Columbus, she had one where she had her back to the goal and then nodded one into the corner. Right place, right time. I mean, but that's, you know, going back to coaching, just knowing where it's going to be. Discipline. Being a step ahead, that one pass ahead is uh, seemingly all the difference uh, with our club. Normally, when I head a ball in the box, it's into my own goal. Right. Kristen is able to do it into the correct uh, goal. I know. I yeah, She's got it figured out. And I have a soft spot for Angel Haley, the goalkeeper. Oh, I love Angel. She's my favorite. I, whenever we were at the match, we were saying, Angel, we love you, you know, and she's fantastically personal. I highly recommend you go to the matches uh, whenever they're at the Lander Center. If not, go check them out on YouTube because yeah. they are fun to watch. Yeah, Angel's distribution has gotten so much better. Her, her throws are now. She helped start, actually, a counterattack, which led to one of the yeah. first goals of the second half last week. I, I would argue that was one of the helping turning points of that match because it kind of was at a stalemate, it felt like. Sure. 
And then, uh, yeah, her distribution was was fantastic. And we, I took my daughter to the youth clinic. I know oh. we're going to talk about the men in just a second, but yeah. I took my daughter to the youth clinic that morning. It was like 70, I think it was $70 to go to the youth clinic. You get two tickets amongst the front rows, but you get <laughs> coaching from Corey Adamson. Uh, this time, Alexis Cat from the women's team. Sweet. And then also uh, her new boy, my daughter's, my eight-year-old daughter's new boyfriend, mm. Brandon Rothfuss, mm. uh, was, was a coach on the men's side. And, yeah. you know, they pretty much signed anything that wasn't moving for the kids. And then after the game, this is what got me. I went down between matches to see my wife and daughter because they were sitting like front row sideline because of the the tickets that they got. We were paying customers for that. And and the players are walking by and they're signing stuff. And then Brandon just kind of looks back and says, hey, and and says my daughter's name. He's like, how you doing, sweet girl? (laughs) And then just comes back and then just drops what he's doing and and comes down and takes a picture with her and is talking with her. Man. And uh, my my daughter's face was so red because she's got a massive crush. Oh, okay. of course. Uh, on, on, on on Brandon. <laughs> this it, didn't help. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But that leads me into the men's match. The the yeah. men absolutely just crushing it. Five and zero. Oh, they're they're fantastic. And look, five and zero. Oh. It's they're, not like oh, we're squeaking. And I think they're one the one almost loss that they got the overtime that they mm-hmm. stole down in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think they had the victory hangover from the night before, oh, where I they did. had where they'd hung ten. Yeah, on no, no, Columbus, and you know how sometimes you've seen it at baseball games mm-hmm. where one team will score like thirteen one night, and then the next day you can't buy a, an extra base hit. Right, that's kind of what happened with them. Yeah, uh, and even with Matthew Clink in goal, Peter Slewa took the day off <laughs> with with Clink in goal. He acquitted himself just fine. I think what happened is, is Columbus tried to throw everything they could at him, and I think they started getting frustrated because Clink was up to the task. And but I think our guys had a little bit of a victory hangover and made that game closer than what it should have been. I would. I was just about to ask: Is there a better keeper in the league other than Peter Sliwa? And I think you just answered that with Clink in in, in the net. Unfortunately, the two best goalkeepers are playing on the same same club. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, and six Matt, half dozen. You got, you got, you know, a wall belt up back there. And Matt Clink is a local guy, which is kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Peter Sliwa, I know he he travels in. Mm-hmm. He is a he's actually a, a junior college coach as well. Really? Yeah, oh. uh, Tri- Triton College. I believe that's a two year school. He coaches men's and women's soccer. So when he was on the sideline coaching the women over the weekend, this was not new to him. Of course, he had mm-hmm. to serve that because Corey had been suspended. Corey came up and joined us. <laughs> In the yeah. third quarter of the match, that was fun. And then, yeah, and, and I mentioned something. I was like, Corey, d- you know that that uh, that goal that we just gave up looked like it was kind of avoidable. It looked like it was a bit of a fluke. He mm. says, "Oh no, no!" And then he just goes immediately into corrective. No, 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 definitely wasn't a fluke. Here's what happened. This, this, <laughs> this, 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 and I'm like, I'm all about this. Yeah, right. Because I've got a coach next to me that's not spitting out cliches. He's setting <laughs> me straight. And you know what happens in the end? It makes me smarter and yeah. a better broadcaster because I come up there. I'm still learning the game, uh, the way that it is played mm. now. Because mm. you know, growing up, you know, back in the day in indoor, you, I guess you could you literally go out there and smoke cigarettes. I well, guess while well, you play. They drank beers on you know, the, you know, you know, yeah. But, but I, I'm learning, and he <laughs> takes the time. And in our pre-match calls, they're gold, dude. Yeah. Because he, I mean, he he explains why they're going to be doing things. Here's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and why this either game is going to be close or why we're about to beat the holy hell out of somebody. <laughs> I love it. And he, he's brilliant. And uh, and, and yeah. Well, I, can we can we divulge on? Uh, you you guys have guests all the time. You and Jeff Brightwell during the broadcast have guests all the time. Yeah. Can we divulge on on who? Uh, I guess a guest color commentator is going to be I coming do, up. Well, I do have tentative confirmation of a local coach that will be joining on. That's beautiful. I, you know, I, I, I can't I, divulge. I, I don't have final confirmation okay, yet. Okay, but this may be the most interesting because Jeff will have a night off. Yeah. So this will. This may be. You're doing play by play, and somebody else will whom, be doing color, whom we have a personal connection with, also a, uh, a professional connection with uh, in soccer here in the local. And this could be maybe a stroke of genius. I who so. we've got. I think so. I can't could, wait for could it. Could very well be. By the way, go to Memphis Americans. Com. Yes. Uh, single game tickets, uh, group tickets, youth clinics are going to be coming back. Cannot recommend the clinic enough. Uh, let's go turn our attention to the nation where the U.S. men's national team, just briefly, uh, they are still vying for that uh, World Cup qualifier, 2022 World Cup uh, held. I don't know where it's even being held this year. 
the the World Cup. Yeah, it's in Qatar. Oh, Qatar! Remember they used right. all that slave labor. Yeah, that's right. it's like we're all we're all pissing and moaning about China, but I mean, hello, Qatar's <laughs> like Qatar doesn't say hold my beer because I don't think they drink beer, but hold my you know hold my whatever. Yeah, I well, well I, not don't hold that, but you I, know what I mean. I couldn't point it out on a map, but you know I'm an American. So anyway, uh, speaking of the Americans, uh, we're gonna be without I guess goalie uh, Stefan uh, Zach Stefan Zach Stefan's gonna be out with his back issues uh, still, but we're not really sure when he's coming back, kind of thing. It's uh, Matt Turner, though, is fantastic. I think so. I, I don't think we're missing too much. No, Matt. Matt has been great. Uh, he was, he's been in, he's been terrific in MLS for New England Revolution. Right. But he's been terrific for the U.S. too. And I don't think we miss a beat on this. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. We have to score points. That's that's basically what it boils down to. As long as everybody's playing, as long as our A squad is playing, I think we're okay. Uh, USA sitting second right now behind Canada. Canada. Canadians are... Uh, got 16 points. We've got 15 points. Now, this is where the race starts to uh, get a little heated because, well, heated or or chilled off, I, I can't figure out which one because all of the qualifiers You want to finish top three. Well, yeah, yeah, because uh, one, two, three go on uh, and qualify. Four goes into this playoff, but uh, where I was going with, it's going to be very cold <laughs> these next couple matches. <laughs> yeah, in Snowhio. Snowhio and then, of course, you, you've got the other match that I hope is in Indoors in Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, um, uh, coming up too. So I'm thinking that's going to be at Minnesota United's field. Oh, I hope not, because that's outdoor. Yeah, but I it, hope to play in the football stadium. Well, well, hang on. Well, let's 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 discuss. <laughs> let's call. Let's caucus for just a minute. We've got El, El Salvador. The th- is the Thursday match in Columbus. That's in, in Columbus. A, that's in the snow. And then, they're going to play in Columbus Stadium, the Crew Stadium. And then Wednesday on Groundhog Day. You have Honduras. In Ohio. In the snow. No, it's going to be in Minnesota. Oh, that one's in St. Paul. At Allianz Field. Allianz Field, yes. It is outside. And here's why you're doing it. You're taking on a very warm (laughs) climate opponent, and you stick their ass in the snow. You freeze their nuts off. literally freezing them. Have you ever played in the snow? I have the privilege yes. of saying I played when in the snow. I, when I went to Chicago, yeah. I played in, I've played in the snow, but when I went to Chicago for football aid and played in Chicago Fires Stadium, yeah. it was spitting snow. The It was 35. Mm. No, yeah, 35 degrees with winds kicking up. I think it was out of the northeast at like 26. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You literally can't feel anything. <laughs> no. Who okay, so we we automatically get the benefit of this. I needed tweezers to go to the restroom. <laughs> I can't, you couldn't pay me enough to go to the match. I oh. wouldn't sit there. I wouldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I'll watch it as on TV. Yeah, imagine that going you ha- going to the match, buying the tickets, and that's a whole other subject. How much the, the tickets f- oh, for the U.S. Yeah. team are, are ridiculous. Yeah, and well, we then, looked at going to Nashville. It was stupid. And then paying to park, and then yeah. go stand outside and freeze. Yeah, forty five dollars to park, by the way. Oh. Wow, does that come with a free car wash? <laughs> right. And fill up the t- top off the tank. We, my brother and I were going to go in Nashville, and we started looking at all the prices for tickets, let alone the tickets, but then parking. And then let me th- let me throw this on top too, since we're it, it, since we're just going to go down Come the on, rabbit hole. I, I'm going way down the the rabbit hole. Come on. Do you find it interesting that typically on the United States' biggest international matches, there's always a British guy that's doing the commentary? Yeah. Like we couldn't find anybody local. Are we still having that much of an inferiority complex that we don't put our best? American, you've got you've got announcers. Yeah, I mean, you know, I listen as much as I I, I hate what he says sometimes, but I love Alexi Lawless. Put him up there. Yes, let him talk. He doesn't have the hair anymore. Let him talk. He can fit headphones over that. I, I would take any anybody uh, of the American. I, I I love Twelman. Yeah, I love Alexi Lawless. I'll, I'll tell you, give me John Paul Della Camera. I think you know from time to time maybe he gives me the minute every uh, you know er, er, every every minute on the minute he tells me what minute it is. Right. But I also attributed that because he does radio. Right. And he is a standard setter for that. Right. And and he has been in the game for a long time. Yeah. And maybe that's just me being picky, but I, I do love listening to him on the radio. But I love I enjoy him on TV as well. We but to your point though, we have the people. Why are we? Farming it out, I don't know. And, I don't and, and no offense to Ian Dark. No, I mean I like Ian, but 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 
And it's a big butt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Could you imagine the British doing that and putting an American on? Oh, my gosh. On on their big game? The spitfire would would be absolutely unbearable. Anyway, U.S. men's national team taking the pitch. uh, Very chilly pitch. Frozen tundra kind of pitches uh, up in St. Paul and in Ohio uh, coming up. Uh, Hopefully we qualify. Uh, Just win. That's all all I'm going to say. Just win. Just be done with it. Don't pull a 20 whatever it was. Well, and you do yourself a huge favor because if you get in now, you have yourself set all the way Mm. through 20. You don't have to qualify again until 2030 because we're automatically in 2026. That's right. Yeah, because it's home. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. So, you know. Which, by the way, speaking of money, save up your money now so you can go to the next qualifying uh, or the next uh, World Cup. Because yes. you're going to need it, or get those, you know, get those monthly payments broken down. That's what I'm saying. To, to be able to, to, to get the uh, four hundred dollar ticket. Come on, man. Mercy me. Well, I know in the upcoming episodes we'll be out at Memphis 901 FC's training camp, so yes. we'll have some, we'll have some sound from there. We'll, we got to talk to Leston Paul. You know, Leston's coming back, which is it. which is exciting. Oh, John, captain, my captain, and, and John Burner is back. We we yes. see him, you know, full blown, full season, which will be good. Yep. And how was that need? Did, did have you talked to him or anything? Achilles. Oh, Achilles, the at the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was back training at at least 75% toward the end of the season. So I think he's going to be fine. My favorite burner moment of last year is him in the boot running <laughs> with the boot on when we when we uh, qualified for the playoffs and, and running to uh, the, the the goal. I forget. It was it, it, it was it was Gonzalez's goal. Gonzalez's, the bicycle the kick. Bicycle kick. Yes. Yeah. Him running. And, and it was just like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, Burner's in it to win it. Yeah. Second favorite moment out at Micros where they were practicing, I think, one uh, particular day. They got a field out there. He's still in the boot. I think he may even still have one, one crutch, but he's sitting there in a chair watching practice juggling. I love it. Not like juggling soccer ball. Mm-hmm. Actually juggling, like juggling oh, balls. Yeah. Like, with yeah. his hands? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. I can't wait for the next season, uh, but we'll we'll keep you up to date with everything going on. Shout out to Ben Pierman, man. I love that guy. Ray of optimism. Ben is great. Want to send a shout out to his dad, Wayne, as well. Hello, Wayne. I know that you're listening. You snowbird. I know you're in a warm climate right now. And uh, I, I hope that uh, hope that you're doing well and can't wait for you to get back into Memphis. We love you. Uh, other than that, anything else? I'm done. I, I We've got a lot of soccer in Memphis, and this is fun. Yeah, I'm having I'm having a blast, and uh, a shout out to everybody that's been coming to the Americans games and, and to the loyal 901 FC fans. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's continue to support our local teams so that we do have soccer 12 months out of the year. Amen. Uh, I'm I'm done. Me too. I need to go put pants on. It's cold. <laughs> There's the whistle. Thank you for listening. Check out more of my three subs podcast, A Soccer Odyssey. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy. <laughs>